Everybody, and welcome to the series, Mind Hacks to Actually Reach Your Goals. This series was designed to be about eight to ten minutes a day over the period of a period of time, a few weeks, to literally go through what are the practical steps that we need to take to take our lives from where we are to where we got to be. Thanks for joining us, and uh, let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Hacking Your Mind to Achieve Your Goals, Episode 7. We're trying to get underneath how to build routines, and you do it by how to get to your identity. And this is so critical because we have to create a distinction between your brain, which is your habits, which you've built over time, the computer, and your essence, which is your soul, which is a source of infinite goodness that can always change and grow. And the more you're in touch with your soul, your essence, the more it drives your brain. The more you're not in touch with your soul, the more you're sort of bound only by this world and you don't think of more than what's in front of you, the more your brain just continues to play the same game that it's been playing your whole life. That's why nothing changes because there's nothing deeper that you're relying on. You're just relying on the computer. The computer was yesterday's computer, but if you have no source that's stronger or deeper than the computer, you're just going to continue to play the same game every single using the same controls so in order to really get to routines and rituals that'll change your life at a way that will actually change your life you have to change your identity and the way you change your identity is you tap into the essence of who you are and you listen closely to what it is that 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 source is telling you it wants something your soul wants something and it, it tells you what it wants because you sense it. You've been sensing it for years. That's why when you get inspired, you go and, are, and you're inclined to some things and not others. When you get inspired, you want to do this. When I get inspired, I may want to do something different. Why? Because that's the stage that our souls are very different are up to. And maybe in your life, that thing that keeps on coming up every time you're at that wedding or funeral or New Year's or Rosh Hashanah, whatever it is, that thing that you continuously try to change because you know you want to deep down is different than mine because your soul speaking to you and my soul speaking to me. And the goal, if we're going to actually make change, is to have it be driven by our essence. The reason why change fails so many times is because it's not driven by essence. It's driven by guilt. It's driven by a feeling of like some exotelic, some exterior, some some external need that I don't really care about. I got to fit into a dress. I got to, you know, finish up the assignment. I got to get through finals. I got to, you know, listen to my parents. I got to do something I don't want to do. So I make up these resolutions, but I don't really want them. When they're identity driven, when it's it's a way to get in touch with your true self, now we're talking a different game. Now you're driven beyond once that initial feeling of inspiration fades to actually make this happen. And that's where you build your routines. So how do you get there? So let's talk about it. So we spoke last episode about being and doing, right? Doing is the action and being is the essence. And many times you grow up in a world where it's do, 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 right? We, we respect people by what they do, right? Ask yourself when you see somebody after what's your name? What's the next question you ask them? What do you do? Any other questions after that? That's it. What do you do? Oh, what do you do? Oh, and if, you, if what you do doesn't work, you go, what do you have, right? What do you do? Oh, 
oh, but you made a lot of money doing that thing that I, oh, oh right? <laughs> doing and having. That's really the thing that we care about. When you're younger at school, what school do you go to? Oh, what school do you go to? Oh, no more questions. Why do I got to know anything more about you? I know what you do. If I know what you do, I know who you are, right? What, in fact, we do that all the time. What? Who are you? I'm a lawyer. Really? You're a lawyer? That's what you do for a few hours a day. That's who you are. You hear it? We live in a world we're doing. It's a bottom line society. It's fine. This is how society works. I can't judge you by who you are. I don't have a, a way to look into your heart. So like, I judge you by this, the, the litmus test that I can, which is what do you do? Right? I don't know what kind of student you are. I'm not in your house when you're trying to figure out the math problems. So I, I judge your abilities by how many questions you get right. Right, The world, the way it is is a very doing, very bottom line, very action-based society. And so since our brain is neuroplastic, that's what we adopt, doing. Very different than being. Being is your essence. Being is what you want. Being is the identity. If you want to get to this level of growth, you've got to identify your being. But you can't do it if you're thinking doing. So in order to get to the being, you have to shut down the doing. This, by the way, tangentially, it's the secret of Shabbat. Shabbat is the shutting down of doing in order to get to your being. Different story for a different time. So think of it like reverse and drive. You can't possibly drive if you're in reverse. The gears don't work. You can't tap into your being if you're in the middle of doing. So if you're wondering how come you're not more accessing your being, it could be because we never shut off doing. We go to bed on our phones. We wake up on our phones. And from the second our eyes open up until you go to bed, you're doing something. You can't stand online anymore without doing something. If you're not doing anything really, you're scrolling to do something really, really, really low-level brain activity just to be doing something. You can't go anywhere. You know that panic you have if you forget your phone and now you're waiting online? You're like, what am I going to do if I'm online for three minutes, like standing there, like I'm going out of my mind? I got to be doing, doing, doing at all times. And doing is anything. Scrolling someone else's life is now considered doing. You can't get to being if you're in doing. So if you want to know how to get to being, you got to shut down doing. How do you do that? I'm going to give you two exercises. I actually wrote a book about this called you know, Unlocking Greatness. It's in the book if you have it. Um, if you want, we actually built a workbook. And I, I'll send that to you if you want. Just email me at UG, Unlocking Greatness, UG at charlieharari.com. UG, just U and G. It's shorter. It's short for Unlocking Greatness. Just figure it'd be easy to type the whole word out, right? UG at charlieharari.com and I will send you the workbook so you don't have to worry about like putting this on a piece of paper. Two separate exercises. Pick one. You can do both. Some people like one or the other. Do whatever you want. I'm giving you two ways to shut down the be. Now, let's shut down the do. Now, how does this work? Remember, doing is in this world. So in order, exercise one, to get out of doing, you got to get out of this world. So how do you do this? So this is powerful. It's going to sound a little nuts, but try it. And if you haven't done this before, do it once and you'll see how powerful this is. You need at least 30 minutes. Go to a place where you can actually think. I, I do this a lot. So when I travel, I sit in the Delta Sky Club. I fly Delta a lot. Perfect for me. 
coffee's flowing. I'm good. I got my spot. Um, planes, great. Coffee shops, great. Office, not great for me. Could be great for you. Um, if you have an atrium or a lobby, could be good. If your home gets quiet and it works, could be good. Everyone has their place. I actually spent some time going back and forth to Baltimore uh, a couple of years ago. Um, and so they sell a New York to Baltimore, man. That was a dream. Um, that's a great spot. Anywhere where you can get 30 minutes of uninterrupted time and it's not in the place where you're typically working. It should be in a place where you don't spend most of your time. So if you're usually in your kitchen, it's not going to work. You got to be in a place where your brain has different environments around it. It can't be the usual because then you're going to clean up and write your task list and get back to your life. It's got to be out of your life. 30 minutes. Exercise one. It's called writing your eulogy. And I have the worksheet for you. Just email us or you could do it yourself. And here's the basic of it, right? You sit down, take a deep breath, right? Shut, no phone, oh, for sure, no phones. Like you shut the place down. You're alone. You're, you're, you you got to disconnect for 30 minutes, period. Put 30 minutes on your clock and then put it away. You're, and you say to yourself, picture your eulogy, okay? You're watching from heaven down. And your family member, whoever it is that you think will give your eulogy, gets up, stands at the podium, and says, we are saddened by the passing of our beloved ex. Uh, fill it in, whatever that is. Mom, dad, brother, sister. He, lived in, he, she lived an incredible life. And I want to share with you what I believe are the, are the traits that exemplified their life the most, his or her life the most. He slash she, he or she was and list out the five things. What are the five things that you want your loved one to remember you for after you pass away? Your legacy. He was, with an example, he was blank. What? Kind, generous. I caught him once doing this, giving something to somebody quietly. Whatever. When you are able to articulate. Now, you're not here anymore. There's no more doing. You're dead. You've passed. 120 years, not anytime soon, right? Your whole life, your old, old life, the end of a long, happy, and healthy life. Now you're, there's no more doing. There's no more competing. There's no more impressing anybody. It's over. Now it's just legacy. And you're watching. And the person who you care about stands up and says, this is the person that he or she represented to me. And you have to write at least four or five things down with examples, if you can. Exercise one. All right. We'll come back in the next episode. We'll do exercise two. Thank you, everybody, for joining us in the series. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it helped. I hope it really made a difference in your life. And for those that uh, tagged us on social media and shared it, for those that left the podcast review, for those that shared it with your friends, um, we'll share it on your status. We appreciate it. It means a lot to us that you felt comfortable enough to share this with others of people that you care about. If you missed a day, make sure to check out the show notes for the link to the entire series. You can join us um, on the Unlocking Greatness Insider community by going to charlieharari.com backslash insiders. And we look forward to hearing your feedback. Um, on Instagram and on Twitter and YouTube and WhatsApp and everything else. But really, really appreciate your time and attention and look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks again.